What's going on, everybody? It is Monday, July 15th, which means it's time for another episode of Long Talk. I'm going to let you guys know right now that this show is going to be a little bit shorter than usual. Um, we're going to skip the on this days and the birthdays. I'm going to start doing those just on the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter pages each day. So if you like that, check it out. That'll be there each day. I'll be able to talk a little bit more about it. Um, the people for the birthdays and all that stuff. So it's going to be a little bit better that way. And I've been a little bit sick the last few days. So forgive me for a little bit of a shorter episode. I just want to stay consistent, but I have been feeling terrible the last like three days. So let's just get right to it. And we're going to go and... First, we're going to talk about just podcast reviews. So, there's two that I recommend this week that were pretty awesome, actually. The first one was after Ben Askren got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal in that record five seconds. He actually didn't go into hiding like a lot of fighters do. He, he owned up to it. He went on Ariel Hawani's MMA show and was interviewed talked all about the knockout what happened all that stuff he's takes a loss better than anybody because he was talking with ariel ben askren was talking to ariel about what happened like how he was feeling he said he felt great before the fight obviously i mean it was how often are you gonna get hit that flying knee you know he was talking about he's like but it's not a lucky shot that's what he said. Like a lot of people were saying it was a lucky shot. And he was like, no, that takes a lot of skill. He said, he's like, why, why would you think it's a lucky shot? Like, I can't do that. <laughs> he's like, if I tried that same move, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't. He, you know, it, I ducked my head into it, but it happens. Talked about how people are second guessing like, Oh, is that, should I, should you change your approach? And, how you know obviously you you need to change and he's like I'm, i was 19 and 0 before that it worked 19 times out of 19 why would i change it just because we're sitting here talking about it now doesn't mean that i need to change it it's it, it's silly it, it's a silly thing to say that he should change up his strategy after one knockout of five seconds he has beat some of the best fighters in the world doing the same thing. It it just happens. It's MMA. It's hard, but he, he definitely kept his head up high. He, he, he talked about how he was out. He said he doesn't remember being in the, the, he remembers being in the cage really, but he doesn't remember the knee, obviously. And the next thing he remembered was being at the hospital. So, you know, he, a knockout like that really is dangerous, scary knockout, but he is doing fine. He said that doctor said everything looked good. It wasn't as bad for him. He is out until August with a suspension of no contact. So he, he you know, probably won't see him for a while, which is good. He should take some time off after a knockout like that and uh, regroup, get your unscramble your head, basically. But definitely give it a listen. It was a great episode. It gives, he gave a great 
just a great interview of very humble. He said the worst part was that he just hates Jorge Masvidal. He just hates him. He said he's such a douchebag that he just, that was when he realized he, at the hospital that he lost to him, he was like, oh, I lost to Jorge Masvidal. Like he said his head felt fine, his face felt fine, but he was just so upset that he lost to Jorge Masvidal of all people because he is not a fan of him. But definitely give that interview a listen. It really shows his type of character he has and his just mental fortitude to just go out there and realize, you know, I'm going to own up to what I did. I talked a lot of trash. It's okay that people are talking trash to me now. It's not a big deal. I, I deserve it, he said. So give that a listen. The second one is Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard had a live show. I think it was in Oakland, San Francisco, Oakland area with uh, W. Kamal Bell, who's from United Shades of America, which is a show on CNN. W. Kamal Bell is a very intelligent guy. He is, you know, talks about being black in America, basically. And he goes into these situations that to show, like, different things. Like the one episode, that the main episode they talked about, which was the first episode he did, was he went to a uh, Ku Klux Klan rally. And he realized when he got there he was like they have it on camera and he's like that was a legit reaction he's like i realized as i was walking to the rally that there's about 100 yards that i was walking there and i was like what the hell am i doing this is a terrible idea <laughs> and he's a very smart guy it was a really interesting interview and definitely give that one a listen if you want, if you're interested in just a very intelligent conversation, um, it made me think a lot about a lot of things, but definitely give it a listen. It's, it's, it's worth, it's worth it. Next up, we're going to talk about my life story of the week. Like I said, I've been sick all week. I've been sleeping all day, but there was right before I got sick. <laughs> it was funny. Shelby is ridiculous. Shelby I'm sitting there. She orders food because she's hungry. I ate earlier. So she orders food and asked me to go get it for her. So I go upstairs because we thought it was there. And I'm waiting up there for 45 minutes probably. Just waiting on this food. Waiting. Texting Shelby. She's not answering. I'm like, she definitely just fell asleep. So as she was waiting for food, she passed out <laughs> in the bed. So... That was a fun night because it, I just find it funny. It, it happens, you know, she was exhausted. She's been working a ton and I'm super proud of her because she's been doing a great job at work and just excelling and um, just super excited for her and for everything going on with us right now. We are moving in a couple months, so that I'm very excited about that and um She's just she's been exhausted, putting in a ton of work, so trying to work overtime and all this stuff, so we can do some more things, you know, save up some money and do some things. I just want to say that I'm very proud of her and I love her, and she's doing awesome. Next, we're gonna go to sports. So All Star Home Run Derby recap. Um, we're also gonna talk a little bit about the All Star game. Really, nothing at all. I'm just gonna give you an overview of who won and what not. And then there was a celebrity softball game that I forgot about, but was very excited to watch it. It was on after the home run derby uh, when I was watching it. And I just, you know, before I went to work that night, I was just watching it and it was, it was very enjoyable. I forgot how fun that, it, that game is to watch. 
And uh, so we're going to start with just the All-Star game just because I, I didn't even watch it. It's so boring. I don't – I hate watching the All-Star game. The American League won, I think, for the fourth year in a row or something like that. And the MVP was a pitcher that pitched one inning. He struck out the side. But, I mean, you, you, you how do you – do the, give the MVP to a pitcher that pitched one inning. I mean, it's an all-star game. The pitchers don't pitch much because no team wants their pitcher to pitch much. But Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Indians, because the game was in Cleveland, obviously that was the deciding factor because, yes, he struck out the side in his one-inning one pitch, but so did Aroldis Chapman, who got the save. So, I mean, he got the save. Why wouldn't he get it? Because the Cleveland guy is going to win it. Like I said, it's not really that exciting, but the celebrity softball game, that was exciting. So it was Cleveland versus the world. So there's a bunch of Cleveland personalities and people born in Cleveland versus the rest of the world, basically. Um, anybody else that was there. So the Cleveland team consisted of Machine Gun Kelly, Stipe Miacic from the UFC heavyweight, um, ex-heavyweight champ, fights Daniel Cormier soon. Um, Drew Carey, obviously, because... Drew Carey is known for Cleveland because Cleveland rocks, you know, that whole, his old Drew Carey show. Um, the Miz from WWE and uh, what was he, Road Rules or um, Real World he was on, I believe is where he got famous. Uh, also, Simone Biles, the gymnast. Joe Thomas, the left tackle that used to play for Cleveland, Hall of Famer. Travis Kelsey, who's from the Cleveland area, you know, who is... Uh, you know, the best tight end in the NFL now, hands down since Gronk retired. Kenny Lofton was on the team, a Cleveland Indian star, and then Dr. Oz. <laughs> and um, the world had Bernie Williams, the center fielder for the Yankees back in the 90s. Jenny Finch, the greatest softball player ever. Anthony Mackey from the Marvel movies, uh, Falcon. Daddy Yankee, he was pitching a little bit. And uh, Johnny Bananas from uh, Real World Road Rules, uh, the challenge now is uh, he's on all those. One of the top competitors on that every year. Like I said, it was super fun to watch. I love the concept of it. Um, oh, J.R. Smith was also on the Cleveland team, and you know J.R. Smith is known for uh, after they won those championships. Uh, taking his shirt off and I was having no shirt on ever. So his first at bat, he, he he took off his jersey and just he played shirtless for that first at bat, which I thought was funny. Um, Anthony Mackey is actually um, probably made about seven outs. He 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 was all over the place. He he's actually fun to watch. Uh, Simone Biles dropped like three in a row for the Cleveland team, so that kind of hurt him. Jim Tomey's son at one point, Jim Tomey was on the team because he used to play for the Cleveland Indians. He uh, So was Travis Hafner, but we'll talk about him in a second. But Jim Tomey's son pinched hit for him at one point, and it it was awesome. He, he might be 11, 10, 11 years old maybe, and he had a double <laughs> on it for while he was pinch hitting. It was, it was a really sweet moment for a father-son. Jim Tomey was so excited. And Travis Hafner crushed a home run not only you know they have the shorter bases and the shorter home run fans that celebrities playing softball so obviously they're not going to play in a major league stadium but travis hafner hit one over the major league wall and just crushed a home run to the right field it, it was insane <laughs> drew carey at one point while uh the miz was pitching and johnny benaz is batting and they they know each other from 
the show, the challenge show and all that. So, But it was funny because I guess Johnny Bananas, as usual, like in the challenge and everything as well, he talked a lot of trash. He was talking about how he was so good at this. Like he was going to stand out. Like he was going to play amazingly and crush the balls over the fence and whatnot. And Drew Carey, when he came up, Drew Carey told the Miz he'd give him $1,000 if he just intentionally walked Johnny Bananas. So Johnny Bananas couldn't hit just so he couldn't show how good he was who he was at softball, I guess. And it was just really funny back and forth. But yeah, so it was, like I said, it was a really cool concept. I like how they did Cleveland versus the world. So I think they should continue to do that. I hope they continue to do that because it's really interesting, you know, for the for the fans that go there that in their the games in Cleveland. So it was a really cool concept. But Cleveland did lose. The world beat up on Cleveland as they usually do. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on that and check that out next year too. I think next year it's in LA. So there's probably a lot of good people that can get their celebrities. Obviously are going to be all over the place. Cause I think it's at Dodger stadium. So that should be a really fun celeb game next year. But the, the highlight of the whole weekend home run derby, the home run derby was amazing. It was insane. Vladimir Guerrero jr. Broke a ton of records in the first round. He hit 29 home runs, which broke Josh Hamilton's record for the most in one round. So he beat Matt Chapman 29 to 13. Pete Alonso, the number two seed, beat Carlos Santana in the first round, 14 to 13. My pick to win the whole thing, Josh Bell, hit 18 home runs, but he ran into Ronald Acuna Jr., who hit 25. So he was right up there with, he hit the second most behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And, you know, one of my, my pick lost. He lost in the first round. It, another bad prediction out of me, but hey, 25 home runs. I couldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that. It was a great showing by Ronald Acuna Jr. And then Jacques Peterson hit 21 home runs against Alex Bregman, who only hit 16. So they moved on. So the four that moved on was Vlad Guerrero Jr., Pete Alonso, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Jacques Peterson. In round two, Pete Alonso hit 20 home runs versus Ronald Acuna's 19. So Acuna sat for over an hour while what we're about to talk about, Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Jock Peterson battled. So he was a little rusty. And Alonzo hit one as the buzzer went off. So he just hit him on a buzzer beater, beat him on a buzzer beater. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, but the, the, this was should have been the final. Vlad Guerrero Jr. versus Jock Peterson. Vlad Guerrero Jr., there's three overtimes. He hit 40 home runs in this time, and Jock Peterson hit 39. So it was so close. They went back and forth. Should have been the final, three overtimes. So the way they do it, it's how many home runs you can hit in four minutes. It's where it starts. And then if you hit two over two or three over 450 feet, you get a 30-second bonus. So they both hit 29 home runs in the first round. So they tied. The first overtime, the way they do it is it's one minute. You get one minute to hit as many home runs as you can. They both hit eight. <laughs> so we're going to another overtime. This one is the best of three swings. So you get three swings. Whoever hits the most home runs out of three wins. They both hit one out of three. <laughs> so we're going to another overtime. So we're doing a best of three again. Vlad Jr. hits two and Jacques Peterson hits one and Vlad moves on. It, it was so fun to watch. It was exciting. They were going back and forth for a while and you know it, it, it definitely wore out Vlad Guerrero Jr. He just wasn't you can tell he when he came up he had a hit first against Pete Alonso. They should have gave him a little bit more rest because of that but 
he started off very slow and he got he started to get into a rhythm he ended up hitting 22 home runs in the final round which obviously is a good round but Pete Alonso had had an extended break he wasn't tired he didn't have to swing as much as Vlad Guerrero and so he beat him out hit 23 and uh before the bonus even hit so he he definitely he won but Vlad Guerrero Jr was the star of the night he had 91 total home runs which it was funny they they had a statistic up there was a uh, 91 total home runs in that home run derby for Vlad Guerrero Jr. That's more than four teams have in the first half of this season. Four teams haven't hit 91 home runs all year, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. did that in one night. So that's pretty funny. Alonzo hit 57. Obviously, he didn't need to do as much as Vlad Guerrero Jr. because he didn't go into those overtimes. What was really awesome is that before before the all-star game even started Alonso said you know when he wins he was very confident that he was going to win he's going to donate a portion to charity several charities the winner gets a million dollar won a million dollars so Pete Alonso won a million dollars and he uh his salary for the whole year is only 555,000 because he's a rookie it was two rookies going up against each other but Alonso isn't paid as much as Wagner Jr. because Wagner Jr. was a bigger prospect coming out but he basically doubled his salary just in one night from winning the home run derby, but he still was said that he was going to donate a portion to charity, which was pretty awesome. You know, it's a great for him. It's great for those charities. It was a really nice gesture for a guy that obviously 555,000 is no chump change, but it's not as much as a lot of guys are making. And he's one of the best players in the league right now as a rookie, which is just insane. MLB donated for each home run as well, so they donated a total of $642,000 to Little League International, which is awesome for the MLB. It's awesome for Little League International and kids baseball. So it was really just a great performance by Vlad Guerrero Jr., by Pete Alonso. I did have Vlad Guerrero Jr. correctly losing in the final, so I did get one right. I just thought it would be against Josh Bell instead of Pete Alonso, but I did much better than the UFC picks. I think I think I did a good job. I did pick I did pick Vlad Guerrero Jr. right, Pete Alonso right, and Jock Peterson right in the first round. So I got three out of four in the first round. And then I did pick Vlad Guerrero Jr. right. Pete Alonso was the one I got wrong. So I mean it wasn't bad. It was a good it was a good my predictions were much better on this. So I, I don't think it could have got worse than those UFC fights, but that's all right. We did a lot better, and that's all that matters, right? Just improvement. So that's going to be the episode for today. I appreciate you guys listening. I know it's shorter. I know I said last week we were going to talk about the NBA. That's something I want to go pretty deep on because there's so many interesting moves. So many. Now, you know, the latest thing I will tell you, the latest uh, trade that has happened is Russell Westbrook was traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Houston Rockets for Chris Ball and a couple picks. And the Thunder, are they've collected about eight picks recently, so they're, they're stockpiling. They're in a full rebuild now. If Chris Ball stays there, it, which it looks like they're trying to find him a team, which I hope they do because he's come to the end of his career, so I don't want it to be wasted on a team that's not going to be contending. But we're going to talk about more more about this next week. When I've, I really want to dig into this, you can tell because I'm just I'm I'm ready to talk about it. The NBA is so interesting this year that they, they had the best off season ever. You know, nobody really cares about 
of what's going on. Football's about to start. Nobody's talking about it. This is usually the slow time for basketball, and there's so much going on. So I really want to talk about it. We're going to dig into Russell Westbrook and James Harden playing on the same team again, both ball dominant. It's very, very exciting. <laughs> they might score 140 points a game. I don't know. But we'll talk about that next week on Long Talk. I appreciate you guys, like I said, for listening. I know it's a shorter episode. Forgive me if my voice sounds weird because I've just been so congested and tired and sleepy lately and just trying to fight this off and still going to work and everything and, you know, not getting as much sleep as I should be during the night, but I've been able to sleep during the day. So it's been all right. Next week, we will be talking about NBA. Like I said, look out for those on this days and birthday buddies sections um, on our social media accounts. It's at Long Talk Podcast everywhere. Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. Take a look out for that. It's going to be a little bit better. But yeah, I appreciate you guys for listening. And you guys have a great week. And take us out, Declan. Bye!